Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. I'm your host, Derek, as always, and you are joining me for episode 104 today. Now, episode 104 is going to be our turn to some State of Decay 2 content. This is a uh, episode I put together that is the top 10 hardest achievements in State of Decay 2, so we're going to get to that in a second. I think it'll be a lot of fun, but before we get to that, some news out at the top of the show. Our next podcast, I know I keep mentioning this, but hopefully um, the DVD podcast is going to be on for next week. Uh, I'm still trying to get that Dead by Daylight one sorted out. But, you know, if we don't get it sorted out, you can see that throughout these past weeks, we have plenty of other content to go through. So, you know, if um, that doesn't happen, I will have something for you next weekend. Don't worry. So I, I always have uh, backup ideas, you know, churning that, you know, I can whip out and, um, you know, have some fun with. So. This was one of those backup ideas. Um, this is a podcast that I have been kind of sitting on for a while, but I decided, okay, now it's finally time to do it. Our next stream is going to be on Sunday. We're actually going to be playing some Dead by Daylight. So Sunday, 12 to 4 Eastern, we're going to be playing Dead by Daylight. Monday, 12 to 4 Eastern, we're also playing Dead by Daylight. And then Tuesday, 12 to 4 Eastern, we're playing We the Revolution Act 3, which is the finale of that game. So Act 3 is the final act of that. And on that Tuesday stream, we might run late on that stream because um, I want to finish Act 3. So it might be 12 to 5. It might be 12 to 6. However long Act 3 takes me to go through is how long we're going to spend on it. But I'm really excited to finish Act 3 of that game. And I'm definitely excited to play some more Dead by Dead as well. So that's what we have coming up. And just to remind everyone, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash blaze experience if you want to become a patron. For as little as $5 a month, you can get access to bonus episodes. And for as little as $1 a month, you can get some uh, bonus content as well. And then if you go to teespring.com slash stores slash place experience, you can check out our merch there. There's pillows, stickers, t-shirts, uh, blankets, a bunch of different things there. So you can check that out as well if you'd like to check that out and uh, get into that. But that being said, I went through all the achievements in the game. There's, I believe, 137 achievements in the game right now for... 2050 gamer score, I think it was, something like that. And I do have all the achievements in the game. So there's achievements for the base game. There's achievements for Daybreak in State of Decay 2. There's achievements for Heartland, which is another DLC. And then there are achievements for the free updates, Choose Your Apocalypse, and three achievements for Zed Hunter as well. So I have all the achievements in the game. So um, I've been through all these, and I'm going to talk about the ones that I think are the toughest. So um, even though I say these are the toughest, I do want to put a disclaimer here that none of these are impossible. I mean, I have all of them myself. They are all doable, and you can uh, get all of them. Now, there are some that I think are harder than others, and that's why I made a top 10 list. There are some that um, I didn't put on the top 10 list that were considered. I'm not going to do honorable mentions this time, but um, I basically, I pretty much had a short list of like 19 achievements, so... Um, if, you know, the one that you think is the toughest isn't on here, it probably was on the nine that I cut. There were nine that I cut. Most of the ones that I cut were ones that, um, were more tedious to do. For example, um, Heal Thyself is a Heartland achievement, and in that achievement you have to heal yourself from Blood Plague a hundred times. Basically, you have to use a vial of Blood Plague here, and heal yourself with Blood Plague a hundred times. That's really not that hard to do. Just is very tedious. So I did have that on the short list, but um, on my final list, I did not have many um, achievements that 
were tedious. There's a couple on here that are kind of tedious ones, but not too many. All right, so let's just get into them. So number 10 on the list, we have Cargo Cult. This one is build a Clio relay facility in your home community. This is from Daybreak. So you'd obviously have to have Daybreak in order to get this achievement. And this is one of the ones that I would consider a tedious achievement because building a Clio facility in your home community isn't hard in itself. Just the hard part of this is you have to get the Clio core unlocked in Daybreak, and then you have to go into the base game and call in a Red Talon trader and buy the Clio core and then put it into your base. That's the hard part is grinding to get that Clio core because the Clio core is actually the very last unlock you get in Daybreak. So the hard part of this is not actually doing what the achievement says. It's doing the steps before you get to the achievement, basically. Because in order to get this, you have to get all the Daybreak unlocks. You have to get the Clio core, which is the last unlock. Then you have to go into the base game, call a trader, pay 4,000 influence. Or not influence, but um, prestige, sorry. And then you actually can put it into your base. And the other trick with this, too, the reason why I included this on the list, I didn't include some others. Like, um, I will spoil right now, Guilty Spark is not on my top 10. Guilty Spark is the one from Daybreak where you have to do 343 ways of Daybreak. To me, that is not worthy of the top 10, just because you could literally do two waves of Daybreak, then die. Two waves of Daybreak, then die. Like, you could literally get the achievement by never even making it to a full Daybreak. And that's why I didn't think that was worthy of the top 10, because technically speaking, yes, it would take you longer to do it, but you could lose on wave 5 every time and still get the achievement eventually. So it's more of a grindy achievement, and that's why I didn't think Guilty Spark deserved to be on here because it's really not hard to get it. It's just whether you have the willpower to get it. That's basically what that one is about. And Cargo Cult, building this Clio facility, it's technically about willpower, a good portion of it, but it's also about skill in some degree as well because when you get towards the end of your Daybreak unlocks, you actually have to start winning Daybreak in order to unlock things. So for the last, like, I think it's the last three to five unlocks, uh, the Clio core being one of those. The only way you're going to unlock stuff is if you actually get a Daybreak victory. So if you, you know, lose on wave six, you're not getting this unlocked. So in order to get the Clio core, you have to get all the other unlocks and then keep winning Daybreaks. So you have to win a Daybreak and then you get it unlocked. Now, obviously, winning a Daybreak isn't hard for a lot of people, but it does make it a little bit more difficult to get this achievement because you have to win so many daybreaks in order to actually get the core unlocked. And then you have to do the steps in the base game to put it into your base. So that's why I feel like this deserves a spot in the top 10. I'll bite, you know, 10th place. But I do think it is um, a tougher achievement to do just because of all these steps and all the work you have to put into it. So moving on, number nine, I have Throw Your Love Around which is reach maximum morale while in Dread Zone or Nightmare Zone, which is from the Choose Your Own Apocalypse free update. This one, I think, uh, some people might think is harder than it actually is. I don't think it's really that bad, because basically with this one, it's about uh, properly managing your base. So what you have to do with this one is whether you're in Dread or Nightmare, you have to set up your base properly and then keep pumping morale up with different things. So uh, you can pump up morale by destroying all the play cards in your map. You can pump up morale by having no infestations. You can pump up morale by having a lounge in your base, which you can use the lounge to uh, use a game console and play games. You can pump up morale by 
having other mods installed into your facilities. There's lots of things you can do to pump up morale. It depends on the facilities you have. It depends on what you've already done in the game. Um, it depends on if somebody, you know, died recently in your game, if you have infestations. A lot of these factors come into play, and it's basically, I see this achievement as more of a math problem for me. Like, the getting to maximum morale, it's more just strategically deciding, okay, I need to get to 100 morale, so I'm at 90, what can I do to get 10 more morale? Oh, I can uh, install a game console here in this lounge, and then, you know, hit that real quick. And a lot of these uh, involve stacking multiple morale on top of each other. Like, for example, if you have that lounge installed, there's a lot of functions in the lounge where you can, like, play games and things like that. You just hit all those, so you play games, you go back, do another one, go back, do another one. There's, like, four different functions in there that actually increase morale. If you hit all those functions, then you're going to have a window where all four functions are actually running at the same time, boosting morale. So, it's kind of like a math problem where you basically have to try and time everything right to where, okay, this boosted my morale by 6, this boosted it by 10, but the one that boosted it by 6 ends in 5 minutes. So within that 5 minutes, you have to try and boost it enough to get to 100 before that one ends. Because if that ends, you got to hit it again to boost back up. So it's really trying to time everything perfectly and strategically plan out what can get you to 100. It's really not that bad to get to 100. Um, I think mostly anyone can do it. You just have to really um, think carefully about how you want to do it. And I think anyone can pretty much do this one. So that's why it's not too high on my list. But I think it is hard enough that it should be on the top 10 list because it is an achievement that you really have to think about and plan properly in order to get. So number eight, I have Over the Rainbow. Complete a legacy arc while playing in Nightmare Zone. This is from the Choose Your Own Apocalypse free update. Um, this one here is pretty self-explanatory. You basically just do any legacy, you know, whether it's Sheriff, whether it's Warlord, Traitor, any legacy at all, while in Nightmare Zone. And I think this deserves to be on the list just because only, you know, a lot of uh, hardcore players are going to be able to do this easily. I think for a lot of players that consider themselves average to newer players, I think would have a harder time completing a legacy in Nightmare. Because Nightmare is more challenging, and Nightmare can be uh, very taxing on you if you don't know what you're doing. And you have the Feral Packs, you have uh, larger hordes, you got you know, Blood Plague is deadlier. All these things factor in and make Nightmare harder. So while someone might know how to complete a legacy in Standard, if they go to Nightmare and try it, they might not do as well, and they might fail. Now, granted... Completing a legacy, you can technically have, like, you know, five people die and still complete the legacy, and that still counts. So, that's why I don't want to rank this too high, because, technically speaking, you could, you know, have a community of ten people, have nine of them die, as long as one person survives and completes legacy, you still get the credit for it. So, in that sense, you could complete it just by, you know, kind of forcing it, basically. Like, you know, just keep throwing things at the wall until, you know, something finally stuck and you got the legacy. So just because you can do it that way, I didn't want to rank it too high, but I think it is hard enough that it deserves to be a top 10 uh, achievement. 
There's not really a whole lot else to say about it. I mean, because it's basically just completed legacy while doing it in a very hard difficulty. So um, that's pretty much all I have on that. But I think it does deserve to be in the top ten list. Next up, number seven, I have one of two achievements uh, from this DLC. This is coming from the Heartland DLC. And I have the walls came tumbling down, which is destroyed 20 plague walls in Heartland from the Heartland DLC. So this one, I think, is another one that is sort of uh, grindy a little bit, but it has a little bit more skill involved because destroying the plague walls, it is um, a more challenging feat than destroying a plague heart. And basically, by destroying 20 plague walls, you would pretty much have to do the gauntlet a bunch of times. I mean, there is the plague wall that you can hit at the plane. So I guess technically speaking, you could hit the plague plane plague wall, you know, 20 times and get credit for it that way, but that's going to be a very uh, boring way to do it. So I think most people are going to have to face the gauntlet several times in order to get this done. And the gauntlet can be um, very challenging, especially at first. You have juggernauts rushing at you, you have ferals, you're in a confined area where there's not really a whole lot of room to run. Um, some of the walls have very few spots where you can get on top of to kind of get safe. And for that reason as well, it makes it more challenging. Then there's the fact that you have to have play busters in order to actually open the wall up and fire at the wall itself. So you can't just fire at it like a regular play cart. So honestly, um, destroying 20 walls, it's kind of more of an attrition one where eventually you can get it done. You can use friends to help you out in this one. So friends can kind of carry you to this one if you had to. But I think it is a challenging achievement and deserves at least to be on the top 10 list. Um, I might be ranking this one a little bit too high. You know, I, I could see arguments for, you know, putting this one at like maybe nine or 10 instead, but I, I have it at seven here. I mean, I, I felt it was worthy of seven, but, um, it, it's definitely not, you know, top five worthy, but I think it's, you know, definitely back half five to 10 somewhere. And I think, uh, seven was a good spot for it, but I think, uh, the plague walls are a challenging thing and does involve some skill. Yes, you can be carried on it a little bit if you've got, had some friends help you out, but, you know, a lot of achievements in State of Decay, uh, friends can help you out in those achievements, because it is co-op. So, most achievements in State of Decay, friends can help you on. There's only a few achievements that you have to do literally by yourself. But that was number seven there. Number six is another Daybreak achievement. Conservation of a Splatter reached the fifth wave in Daybreak without any player using explosives. Um, this one, I think, is a lot easier than it's, it actually... Well, let me rephrase that. It's, it's honestly not that hard of an achievement in its own right. I mean, I think it's not that bad to do. The problem with this one is finding a good team to do it with, I think. And I think um, if you have enough friends, this is really easy because you can, friends can just, you know, not use explosives. But if you're trying to get this achievement done with random players, it's not going to happen because to get you know, three or four people to cooperate and not use explosives together to get an achievement, that's just never going to happen in random gameplay because people are just going to do what they want and they're going to throw out a couple of grenades, they're going to put out a minefield, and then your achievement's ruined. So, honestly, this achievement is more on here because you have to find a group of friends that is willing to do it with you. And that's the main reason it's on here. And you'll see that with one other one coming up later that um, this is the same reason, but that's why this is on here, because you have to find a group of friends that is willing to go through it with you. And that doesn't sound like a hard thing to do, but 
for a lot of players out there, I think it is a little bit harder to do because a lot of players out there, they might not, you know, be as um, willing to make friends or they might not want to play with friends as much. Maybe they want to play solo only. And the fact that this one you can't really do solo is uh, it, it kind of sucks for those players a little bit because, I mean, I guess... I guess technically speaking, you could do this solo, now that I'm thinking about it, but doing this solo would be really, really difficult because doing a solo daybreak, you kind of need your explosives to kind of back you up. Because, I mean, you have just yourself there with two AI, and those explosives, you kind of need them to back you up. But I guess technically, if you're a super good player, you could do a solo daybreak with no explosives at all. So you could do that. But I know personally, I probably couldn't do a solo daybreak with no explosives. I mean... There are people out there that could do this, but um, i that's one of the things I struggle most with, honestly, is Solo Daybreak. Um, most of the things in the game I can handle pretty well. Solo Daybreak is probably my biggest weakness in the game. But moving on, we had number five. Number five is True Grit. Survive until day 100 while playing in Dreader Nightmare Zone. This is from Choose Your Own Apocalypse Free Update. Now, this one, if you got it before the update that fixed the achievement, it was one of the easiest achievements ever, because when this achievement first came out, say you were at, like, day 99, if you had a day 99 standard community, and you switched the day 99 standard community over to Nightmare, and went one more day, the achievement would pop. So, this achievement used to be really, really easy to get, because of that uh, kind of loophole, but now it is fixed, so you have to actually survive 100 days in Dreader Nightmare specifically. So if you strive 50 in standard, then you'd have to go to 150 in Dread or Nightmare if you switch that community over. So it is fixed now, and because it is fixed, I think that uh, warrants it being top 5 here. Now, Dread or Nightmare are both very difficult, very challenging, and this one is kind of, you know, one of those War of Attrition achievements a little bit. Um, by itself, surviving, you know, a few days in Nightmare or Dread isn't that bad, but extending that over 100 days, that takes a lot of commitment because you have to really commit to, okay, I'm going to survive 100 days, I'm going to get this done, and you have to keep playing and keep playing, and in theory, it's not that bad because say you survive one day in Dread or Nightmare, you're basically just multiplying that 100 times. So if, as long as you can survive one day in Nightmare, you can survive 100 days in Nightmare. But, you know, every day in the game brings something different, and you might find uh, different challenges where, you know, you come up with a cost of... Uh, you come across a pack of ferals that, you know, chase you down when you're in a bad moment, or you come across a couple of juggernauts together, come across a big armored horde that, you know, you weren't expecting. So things can come up that you don't really expect as much, and it could um, catch you in a bad spot, and it makes it definitely harder to survive this. But I think it deserves number five and not too much higher, just because... In theory, if you can survive one day, like I said, then you can survive 100 days. It's just having the willpower to move through it all and, you know, really make sure you get the achievement. But skill-wise, as long as you can survive in Nightmare or Dread at all, then you could get this achievement. It just takes you a while to do. But moving on to number four, this one is The Moral High Ground is Mine. Reach the fourth wave in Daybreak without any player using guns. This is in Daybreak. This one, you cannot do solo. And that's why it ranked a little bit higher for me is you literally can't do this solo. You need to do this multiplayer because uh, the AI shooting guns will count against the achievement and it won't pop. 
So you have to do this with multiplayer, and you have to do this with friends. And again, it's kind of the same thing with um, number six here, here, the conservation splatter. Basically, the challenge here is not really doing the achievement itself. It's just finding the right group of friends to do this, because if you have one friend that picks up a gun and uses it, then the whole achievement's ruined. So you have to basically find a group of friends, you know, three or four people that will get together with you and just, you know, knock this achievement out and agree not to use guns. Honestly, uh, doing it itself is not that bad. I mean, meleeing the first three waves, that's really not that bad at all. I mean, I've done several times melee only daybreaks where you go all seven ways, just melee only. So doing three waves is nothing. But I mean, the problem is finding the right group of people who will you know, sit with you through that and not use guns on purpose just to make sure you can achieve it. So that's more of the challenge here. Now, for a lot of people, they know are well in tune to the community. It probably might not be that hard to find people, but um, I do think of those people that aren't as well connected as well that, you know, might be listening to this at home that, you know, they just play by themselves usually and they might not have the people to get together with them to do this achievement. So that's kind of the people that I'm thinking of uh, when I say this too. Alright, so moving on, we have number three. And these top three, there's one actually from three different uh, DLCs, basically. This one is tried and tested. This is complete the legacy arcs for all four leader types in Dread or Nightmare from the Choose Your Own Apocalypse free update. This one, I think, um, it's pretty self-explained what you have to do. You have to just do every legacy in either Dread or Nightmare. It's honestly um, not that bad if you're a super veteran player and you know you know what you're doing, but if you are uh, average to you know new at the game, I think this could be pretty challenging for you because you have to do every legacy in two of the harder difficulties. So you know number eight we had just do one in Nightmare. Number three here on the list, it's you can do it in Dread, yes, but. You know, you have to do all four. So you can't just stop at one. You have to do all four. So it, it, this is one of the ones that really takes a big commitment from the player. And you have to really commit to, okay, you know, I did the Sheriff on Dread. And now I'm going to go do the Warlord, you know, and keep it going. And you have to actually have the willpower to really get through this and just go, okay, I'm going to hunker down. I'm going to get all four of these legacies done in a harder difficulty. And, you know, I'm going to get this done. And the nice thing is your friends can still help you with this. You can have some friends jump in with you and give you a hand in Dread or Nightmare, so that will help you out. But I do think for a lot of people, this is going to be challenging enough where um, a good chunk of people don't have this achievement. Because if you don't really have the, or if you don't care enough about getting the achievements, this is probably going to be one that you miss. Because this is one of the achievements that it really takes a lot more effort from the player to get. So. If you're not, you know, super gung-ho and getting all the achievements, then you might miss this one fairly easily. So number two on our list here is I Was All By Myself. This has reached the sixth wave in Daybreak in single player in the Daybreak DLC mode. This one is honestly a pretty hard achievement for a lot of people. Um, this was hard for me as well. You know, I have done uh, solo Daybreak before, but it's not something I'm very good at. I will freely admit that. And... I will freely admit that this is one of the harder achievements for me personally, too. Um, this is one that you really have to, you know, have the right strategy, the uh, right setup to do. And there are people in the community that can easily do this, you know. Um, 
There's several people that are really, really good at Solo Brave Break, and they could easily do this achievement. But um, if you're not one of those people, then this is going to be sort of a challenge for you. I think there's only, you know, maybe probably about 10 to 10 to 15 people in the community that could really do this easily. And then other than those 15 people or so, this is probably going to be a struggle for a lot of people to do this one. So honestly, the achievement is pretty self-explanatory. You know, just um, get to wave six and that's all you got to do. But it's solo and solo in daybreak is uh, pretty tough because you have just yourself with two AI that don't really do a lot to help you. And, you know, this can be a challenge. So I, I think it definitely deserves to be number two. I could see why for some people, maybe if you're one of those people that has easy time at Solo Daybreak, I could see this why this would rank lower, but I don't think anyone could really uh, keep this off of their top 10 list, though. I, I think this has to be on every top 10 list for toughest achievements because it is an achievement that does uh, take some effort to get. And then last but not least, we have number one. So number one on our list is Shots in the Dark. Find all six Echo Labs ranged weapons in Heartland from the Heartland DLC. This is hands down, far and away, the hardest achievement in State of Decay 2. This is the one achievement that, whether you're the most skilled player in the game at all, even if you're the top of the top, you're the best player in State of Decay 2, this is still a hard achievement for you. And the reason why is because this is the only achievement in the game that depends Absolutely zero on skill, depends absolutely zero on willpower, depends zero on anything other than RNG. That's all this is about is RNG. And that's why it's the hardest achievement in the game, because you could be the most skilled player in the game, you could have the most willpower, you could play the game every single day of your life and never stop, and you could still not get this achievement for several times. I heard that someone in the community, it took them like 13 tries to get this achievement. Myself, it took me 7 tries to get this achievement. And the reason why this one is so hard is because finding 6 Echo Labs ranged weapons, that doesn't sound that bad. But you have to find them all in the same exact playthrough. And the problem with that is not that, you know, okay, it's just finding any random gun. These are 6 specialized guns. They only show up in specialized containers. And there's very limited containers that can actually contain these guns in Heartland. A lot of them are located uh, right near the plague walls. So a lot of them are located you know, near that gauntlet area. There's a couple other locations on the map that do include them. But I used to have all the stats on me. I don't remember them offhand. But I think there's like something like 20 potential containers to have these guns. And of those 20, you have to find six of them that have six different guns. It's not just, okay, I found the Echo shotgun five times, now let me find one Echo pistol and I'm good. You have to find all six different guns out of a really low chance already. So not only do you have a low amount of containers that have these guns, that's the first problem here. The second problem is you have to find them all in the same playthrough, so you can't get, you know, one gun this playthrough the next gun, the next playthrough, then the next problem is, of these 20 containers, you're probably going to find duplicates a lot. You know, if you find, like, three Echo shotguns, that's hurting your chances because you're already finding all these Echo guns and you're not finding the ones you want because you have to find 
all six different ones out of these 20 or so containers in the map. And you have to know exactly where all 20 containers are, or you're your chance to see more. I mean, say you don't know where, like, five of the containers are. You just hurt your chances by a lot. You just knock down your chances so much to, you know, just 15 containers now. And 20 might not be the exact amount, but it's around that. It's somewhere in that ballpark. I forget the exact amount of containers that you can, uh, or locations you can have, but there, there's very few locations, basically. Um, I mean, if I was on the map right now, I could go through and find them all. I remember where they all are. Just off the top of my head, I can't remember how many containers or or how many spots, um, I should say. Because containers is probably a bad way to put it because technically if you go to one spot, it could have, you know, five containers. And the next time you go to that spot, it could have three. So, I mean, I guess containers is a bad way to put it, but um, locations is a better way to put it. So, I apologize for that. So, there's only like 20 locations or something like that that actually could have it. And that just makes it really, really difficult. So, uh, for example, one time out of my seven that I failed, I found literally seven Echo Guns the entire time. So out of every container on the map, I found only seven Echo Guns. And in order to get the achievement, which I didn't this that, that particular time, but in order to get the achievement, I would have had to have six of those seven guns be different. Like, do you know how astronomical those odds are to have, out of only seven Echo Guns I find, six of those Echo Guns be different guns? That's really, really, really bad odds. So, like, the odds of getting this achievement are so horrible, and this is the one achievement that I really wish Undead allows to do something to fix, because this is a really broken achievement where you basically just have to hope and pray that you're going to get the achievement. That, that's the only thing you can do. You can't do anything other than hope and pray. That's that's it. Because you could, you know, keep going back to the map, keep searching, and still not get it. I mean, when I got my seventh try, like, try number four, five, six, and seven, I literally did not even play Heartland. I just went to try and get the achievement, and that's it. So I literally just went to every single uh, spot, every single container that had these guns, Tried to find them all. Nope, didn't get it. Okay, let's start a new Heartland game. All right, let's go to all again. Nope, didn't get it. Okay, start a new Heartland game. That's what I had to do. And somebody had to do this 13 times. I feel even worse for them. I mean, I had to do it seven to get the achievement. Somebody had to do it 13 times. And there's probably people out there listening to this. Maybe they had to do it 15 times. Like, But this is just such a huge waste of time to have to do all that work to depend on RNG to give you an achievement. Like, I can understand, like, you know, the clothes that just got entered into the game. You know, okay, I really want this jacket. Well, you have to depend on RNG to, you know, find that jacket, you know. Or you have to depend on RNG to find this uh, outfit that you wanted. That's fine, because that doesn't affect your achievements at all. You know, this is just part of the game. You have to just, you know, hope that you get the uh, outfit that you want for the clothing. But that's not tied to any achievements. This Shots in the Dark is an actual achievement. So you're literally depending on RNG for an achievement. And uh, that's why I will always, always believe this is the hardest achievement in State of the K2, because there's no skill involved, there is no planning involved, there's no willpower involved. Well, I guess there's willpower enough to, you know, defy the RNG, but, I mean, that's not really the willpower you want. Like, it's not grindy. I mean, I'm fine with some grindy achievements. You know, like the three, four, three waves one in daybreak. I'm fine with grindy achievements because you just have to, you know, get it done if you really want it bad enough. But this one, I mean, 
theoretically, you could try for this achievement, you know, 25 times and not get it. You, I mean, you have to have really bad luck, but in theory, that could definitely happen to you. Like, there's somebody listening out here right now that after listening to this podcast, they could go try to get this achievement, and it's entirely possible they could try 25 times in a row and not get this achievement. Because it's all dependent on RNG, and all depends on whether you get the proper six guns in that one run. So that's why that's the hardest achievement in State of Decay 2. Um, you know, hopefully you guys like this list, but we will go back through it one more time. So number 10 was Cargo Cult, which is build a Clio relay facility in your home community in Daybreak. Number 9, throw your love around, reach maximum morale within Dread Zone or Nightmare Zone, which is from Choose Your Own Apocalypse. Over the Rainbow, complete a legacy arc while playing in Nightmare Zone, which is from Choose Your Own Apocalypse. Number 7, the walls came tumbling down, destroy 20 plague walls in Heartland from Heartland. Number 6, Conservation of Splatter reached the fifth wave in Daybreak without any player using explosives from Daybreak. Number five, True Grit, survive until day 100 while playing in Dread or Nightmare Zone, choose your apocalypse. Number four, The Moral High Ground is Mine, reached the fourth wave in Daybreak without any player using guns in Daybreak. Number three, Tried and Tested, complete the legacy arch for all four leader types in Dread or Nightmare from choose your apocalypse. Number two, I was all by myself. Reach the sixth wave in Daybreak and single player from Daybreak. And number one, that pesky shots in the dark. Find all six Echo Labs ranged weapons in Heartland from Heartland. So that's my top ten list. Um, some of you out there might agree. Some of you might disagree. I would love to hear, you know, in the comments or hit me up on Discord or Twitter, anywhere you want to find me. I would love to hear your comments and, um, you know, tell me why. One of mine is not in the top ten. One of them should be or one of the ones I missed. Uh, I'd love to hear it. But before we head out, just to reiterate real quick, our next stream is going to be Sunday, 12 to 4 Eastern, playing some Dead by Daylight. Monday, we also be playing Dead by Daylight, 12 to 4 Eastern. And then on Tuesday, we're finishing up We the Revolution Act 3. That's the finale of that game. I put down 12 to 4 Eastern for our time, but I might run that stream late because I want to finish Act 3 in one stream. So it might be 12 to 5, it might be 12 to 6. However long we need to finish Act 3 is how long I'm going to go. So. You know, it could be a six-hour stream, it could be a five-hour stream, however long it takes me to do Act 3. But Act 3 is supposed to be the shortest amount of days, so we may end up finishing within the four hours. I'm not sure. But it just depends how long the act actually takes. But I'm really looking forward to the finale of that game, too. Our next podcast, I'm hoping to finally get that Dead by Daily podcast in uh, next week. So <laughs> we'll see. But um, if it doesn't come next week again, don't worry. I will have you covered with something. We will talk about something. <laughs> I always have uh, backup ideas in mind. but. Our partner in crime for those DVD podcasts, uh, we have some scheduling issues where we haven't really been able to meet up and uh, sync up properly, but we will get it done, don't worry. If you want to contact me, you can contact me via email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can contact me via Twitter or my Xbox Live Gamer Tag, at Blaze Experience, capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-N-C-E. You can contact me on Facebook or YouTube, although I don't use this as often. You can contact me on Discord, which will be in the show notes. If you want to find the podcast, then you can find it any way you're listening to it right now, obviously. Or you can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podbean, Blueberry, and many of the directories. If you just type into your search bar of the Blaze Experience, you will find us somewhere. And if you don't like having apps on your phone or device... 
then if you join my Discord, in my Discord there's a direct download link section. If you just click the tab that says direct download links, you will see all the episode links there. And then you can literally pick and choose what episodes you want to listen to. Just hit that link. It'll download directly to your device that we don't have to have an extra app on your phone. But that being said, and then, of course, from the top of the show as well, I did mention our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash blazeexperience, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash blazeexperience, B-L-A-I-S-E-X-P-E-R-I-N-C-E. And with our Patreon, you can help support the content I'm creating here. It's a good way to give back to content creators. And for as little as $1 or $5 a month, you can get some great uh, rewards in there. So definitely check that out and see what you think about that. And if you want to buy some uh, Blazes Grants merch with our logo on it, then you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash Blazes Grants. That's T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G dot com slash S-T-O-R-E-S slash Blazes Grants, spelled as we have before. And on there, you're going to find uh, blankets, T-shirts, pillows, stickers, many other things. So check that out. It's in many different colors as well. And uh, you can help contribute to the show as well that way. But I do appreciate you all listening. So thank you very much. And I will see you on Sunday for the stream. Or I will see you next weekend for the next podcast. So thank you everyone for listening to The Experience. 